The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, one of the big stories of the day, maybe one of the big stories in our city of the last two years calcium chloride. It's become a little bit of a buzzword. And we've kind of got the ultimate voice in our city on what this looks like on the use of our roads, what has been decided. There's been an update that happened just under two hours ago by Janet Tecklenborg, the Director of Infrastructure Operations for the City of Edmonton. Good afternoon, Janet. Good afternoon. Do you kind of twitch every time someone mentions calcium chloride to you because you know what a, a hot topic it's become? Actually, what we're trying to do at the City of Edmonton is really continually adapt our winter road maintenance programs to meet the needs of Edmontonians and support our Vision Zero goals of safe travel, and whether that be on road, bike lanes, or sidewalks. And we want to do that by getting to bare pavement. And we have to look at using different tools to get to bare pavement, one of which is brine. Okay, we we had you on the Ryan Jesperson show almost a year ago this week talking about the reaction of the pilot project when you originally had rolled this out. You were testing certain parts of the city and it was at that point that a chemical engineer came forward and spoke before city council and said that while you're saving money on certain ways of clearing our roads and keeping the roads safe, it's going to run you a lot more when you have to start dealing with the corrosion that's going to happen due to this calcium chloride formula. You said that you were taking all the feedback back to your people. You're going to bring it to council in October to figure out what needed to be studied. What came of those studies? What did you look into? So I think what we did um, this year, um, based on the work in October, is we've started to do a more fulsome analysis. So what we're looking at to bring forward to council is a completed literature and jurisdictional scans about the effectiveness of different weights different winter maintenance practices and this report will be providing the uh, preliminary results from both the public and stakeholder engagement initiatives as well as those literature reviews that look at um, different components of safety, environment, infrastructure and potential impacts on vehicles. Uh, Janet, I mean, a lot of people and a lot of our listeners always chime in and say, okay, the city, their attempt is to get city streets down to pavement. But are they really thinking about the impact it has on my vehicle? And I think that's where a lot of people are stuck is when the winter ends and they go out and look at their car, they noticed rust that wasn't there before. I think the best thing that we could do from an environment and infrastructure perspective um, from a snow and ice control program is to leave the snow on the road. And that way we would have very minimal impact on safety, sorry, on bare pavement and the environment. But that's not truly an option in being able to provide uh, safe and accessible roads. And when it comes to corrosion, it's quite a complicated uh, mechanism. So we have to look at several different factors, including humidity, um, exposure, uh, temperature, the amount of water, and also where the um, potential uh, uh, source of corrosion is coming from. So the province of Alberta, one of the biggest owners of infrastructure in our area, has been using a, a, a bare pavement-based approach on their highways all over all over the province, and, and BC has recently adopted a very similar approach. So... Um, by people seeing potential corrosion on their vehicles, it's, it's very tricky to determine what that source is from. 
So how is that determined then? If somebody goes forward and says, it's the city's fault, it's this calcium chloride that is ruining my vehicle. I mean, you, you sort of walk through some of the steps, but what would somebody in that situation do? So I, I think it's important to note, one, that the corrosion is a, a tricky mechanism and there's many things that can happen. And if we look at the past winter, we only used calcium chloride or brine uh, twice uh, through the winter just because we had very complex uh, weather. We had a lot of freezing rain this winter and then we had a lot of deep cold this winter that wasn't conducive to using brine in those applications. Um, so I think we, we people that are looking to see uh, corrosion really have to take into account um, several different factors and, and look at um, where they're driving and, and what the impacts are, are going to be. Oh, text on uh, to 630, 630, just saying sand, sand, sand. You'll use less salt and you won't be running into this public backlash. <laughs> and I think it's important to note, as I said, there's trade-offs with any tool you use um, for uh, winter roadway maintenance. And and the reason we want to get to bare pavement is safety. And it, and it has been shown and, and will show in this literature review that we will be presenting to committee on in next week is that um, sand doesn't necessarily improve stopping distances, which doesn't improve this, the safety or the, the safe travels on the roadway. Um, for those that are, are accessibility challenged by, by using sand, um, it doesn't necessarily improve the, uh, the sidewalk or accessibility for those people. And, and sand contains crystalline silica, which is kind of like the new asbestos. So we have to have exposure um, controls in place for our operators. Uh, in the spring when we sweep that up. And uh, we also have to handle the material several times uh, prior to it um, being disposed of. So sand also has its um, implications and it also causes um, erosion on vehicles, which leads to the paint coming off, which can also lead to corrosion. So nothing is perfect. And and I think that's the important thing to note uh, when it comes to, to winter maintenance. And we have to look at using kind of the least amount of uh, material uh, and uh, use the right appropriate tool for those applications um, to be able to make the roads as safe and accessible as possible. You understand this at a a much higher, far more in-depth level than us. Uh, I'm kind of with a lot of the people texting right now saying, I'm not understanding what the benefits are and what what the negatives are and which is outweighing what. So when you looked at it this year, you're bringing it back, clearly there has been outrage. City councillors are saying, don't double down on this and, and the city has doubled down on using this. Is it is it the cost savings are so magnificent that you're willing to, to overlook the, the fury that's in the city or is it just that we are not understanding that there are so many benefits and we've got to shake this term that seems to have us rattled? I think we need to look at it it more holistically in in terms of how do we want to make an accessible uh, city for Edmontonians during the winter, whether that's being on sidewalks, on streets, on on bike lanes, and how are we going to do that? And we have certain tools. So we have sand, we have plows, we have salt, and we have brine, all of which can be used together or in combination to to create safer pathways and each of them have a trade-off from a infrastructure and environment perspective. So as I said before, if we don't want to do anything in terms of environment and infrastructure, 
then we can just leave it there. But with our um, changing climate, we need to look at how we do things, especially this winter when you get a lot of freezing rain. Certain tools will work in that situation to create uh, accessibility and certain tools won't. And in those situations, for example, with large amounts of freezing rain, the, the really the only tool that you can use is salt in that application because it can melt the ice and even sand won't really stick to the ice or make it safe um, for vehicles, pedestrian traffic or bicycles to travel in those situations. So it, there's no magic bullet here and anything that we do has a trade-off. We're going to take a quick breath with Janet Tecklenburg, the Director of Infrastructure Operations, City of Edmonton. A lot of questions about the environmental impact. What do we need to consider when we're talking calcium chloride versus sand versus salt versus whatever the next best thing is? An update provided to the City of Edmonton today by the Director of Infrastructure Operations, Janet Tecklenburg. On the use of calcium chloride, we're trying to get to the bottom of what that announcement was and how this impacts us as drivers, pedestrians, and those that are trying to be eco-friendly. So, Janet, the question to you that many have is, what environmental impact does this solution have that's going into, basically directly into the North Saskatchewan River through our drain pipes? I think it's important to note we use several different tools uh, as part of our winter maintenance program to get to bare pavement. And so we use a combination of plows, uh, salt, sand, and brine. Um, from the initial results that we have seen so far um, on uh, the North Saskatchewan River, so what we do is we monitor the material going into the main discharge areas, and we haven't seen any... Um, attributable impact uh, from the amount of chloride that the city is using. And and, and what that means is that um, there's a significant amount of material that's being used by both uh, private users as, as well as uh, companies around the city of Edmonton, um, such that you can't have a discernible impact from the uh, material that we are using. And that any material that we use, that being um, salt, uh, brine, or sand is going to have an impact. So even if we use sand, it's going to end up in the catch basins, it's going to end up in the river, and it can cause issues with uh, sedimentation and um, on the waterways as well. So as I said before, nothing is perfect, and there's going to be trade-offs with uh, each of the different materials you use, and, and there's the right conditions to use each of those. Has there been an environmental impact study? Could, does this affect the fish populations? Does it affect plant life? So as part of this work, um, we are doing, uh, this report actually goes into the literature reviews and jurisdictional scans that we have done. Um, and we're looking at both um, the environment as well as hard and soft infrastructure. So hard infrastructure being concrete and asphalt and soft infrastructure being um, uh, plants and uh, and soil. So we are looking at all those different options. So this report will go into a little bit of the, the literature review. And when we go back to committee in August, uh, we'll be having the uh, field and lab data uh, that we'll be putting forward to committee with uh, the full, more fulsome recommendations going forward for next winter. Janet, thanks for your time this afternoon. Hey, no problem. That's Janet Tecklenborg. She's the Director of Infrastructure Operations for the City of Edmonton. Brad Whisker, Kelsey Campbell sitting for Jalen Nye. Ooh. Yeah. I, I appreciate the time that uh, the Director of Infrastructure Operations just spent with us, but I don't get it still on where the city is coming from. How ooh. At some point, people hate something enough that you're like, 
okay, it doesn't even matter what the benefits are because there's just too much hate that it's not worth it anymore. On the text line, when all other arguments fail, play the safety card. That's what Brett said. Because we, like, we just kept saying, so help us understand it. Uh, there's been uh, apparently a bunch of studies. I asked what the environmental impact study would have said if they had one. Is it okay that calcium chloric or, or what she kept refer- referring to as brime continues to go into the North Saskatchewan River? What impact that has on our waterways, on the wildlife, on vegetation? And we got the answer that we need to get our roads down to pavement in the winter so that we know. Carter says, I'm surprised there's no class action lawsuit on this calcium chloride fiasco. It, it does seem like a fiasco, but then they, they just try to sell it to us with such confidence that I don't know what we're questioning. Another saying, really? Sand can't go in the river? This is ridiculous. Ida saying, sand is natural filtration. Brian has zero benefits. This out of St. Paul, Alberta. I'm a body shop owner and have also owned a company that ran heavy trucks on highways and roads that were treated with calcium. As an expert in body and electric- electrical issues, I can tell you that calcium causes specific damage to vehicles that can be identified by the color and type of corrosion. That's a fact. And Chris says, the first year Brian was introduced, it affected my truck to the degree that my exhaust system fell off. Pieces of the body fell off and the suspension was affected. It was an older truck, but the amount of damage that occurred, well, it wasn't worth fixing the truck. I drove it the previous five winters with very little problem.